Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We take you till 8 o'clock this evening, and then we'll roll right into Cardinals baseball. After that, it is going to be a late evening. It will probably, it is likely to be our first Cardinals postgame show this year that ends after midnight. Probably. Who knows? Maybe they go an hour and 59 minutes and we're getting out of here at 1145 this evening, but likely with a 9-10 first pitch that will be done after midnight. But uh, we'll be with you throughout the course of the evening. Tomorrow, St. Louis City SC, they're going to uh, match up against the Colorado Rapids Vantage Credit Union game time, 830. It's going to be on Sister Station Y98 to uh, preview that. And who knows uh, what else we happen to uh, talk about when we bring uh, Nate Gatter on to the program. It is indeed Nate Gatter joining us here on Sports Open Line. Hey, Nate. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm great. So they score five goals last week. They have um, they've been one of the top goal scoring teams in all of MLS, and now they're matching up against a Colorado team that's going that's not having the best season. It, are we have we gone deep enough into the year? Have they had enough success? where we can look at a match tomorrow and say, not only should they win, but they should be able to put together a pretty solid day. I don't think so. Okay. Um, and it's not to say I'm not impressed by what they've done so far, but I think Colorado presents a particular challenge that they struggle with. I think Colorado will be the first team in the last few weeks since Minnesota, the one of only two teams to beat City and the only one to beat City in St. Louis, to play them the way Minnesota did, which is sitting really deep and putting 11 players behind the ball and forcing City to play through them rather than what City prefer to do, which is allow the other team to possess the ball 55 or 60% of the time, turn them over, and then hit them on the counterattack. That's exactly what they did to FC Cincinnati. It's very rare that you'll see a team with sub-45% possession score five goals partially Cincinnati's possession and how aggressive they were with that possession, pushing their team so far forward in possession was what let them expose and allowed city to hit them on the counter, which is how they would prefer to play. I think what we saw in the Minnesota game, which maybe city were unlucky to lose it one nil at home a few weeks ago because Minnesota got a late penalty city had some chances to score. So perhaps the draw or even a city win would have been feasible there. City, though, have not proven they can consistently score goals at anywhere near their typical rate when facing a team that wants to sit in and even just say, if it ends nil-nil, we're happy with that. 
So I think this will be a new challenge for them because even though Colorado are 11th in the Western Conference as it stands, they've been unbeaten their last four games. Out of eight games, they only have one win, but they only have three losses. They've drawn four games, including a nil-nil against LAFC, which by points per game is the only team in Major League Soccer better than City to this point. And I think LAFC would have to be considered the title favorite at this point in the season, certainly in the top two with Seattle. So in my mind, this is going to be a real test for City where we get to see them try to do the one thing they haven't yet been able to do. And if they struggle to do it again, play through Colorado, a team sitting deep the way they did in that Minnesota game, I think we're going to see every team in the bottom half of the table play City that way for the rest of the season. Okay, so that leads me right to my next question. And and I know you alluded to it yesterday uh, during your show. Uh, How much are we going to start seeing teams really start to game plan and do things differently as City does continue to have success? I think a lot. I think if there were any teams, especially mid-table, who were thinking, oh, City are a flash in the pan. We want to play the way we want to play because this is our philosophy. We're committed to it, whatever. I think that probably dissipated watching a very good FC Cincinnati team get absolutely thrashed in St. Louis last Saturday night. That was a comprehensive, even defining performance for City because it was so true to their ethos. On top of that, it was after an almost two-and-a-half-hour weather delay. The stands were still maybe not packed, but at least 80% capacity, to my eye, being there in the stadium, which was pretty incredible for a game that ended almost midnight local time. FC Cincinnati looked like they didn't really want to be there. Granted, two of their three best players uh, as part of their big three-headed attack were not playing, Lucho Acosta and Brenner, and those are major absences for them. So I don't think it's fair to say it was a full-strength FC Cincinnati team, and it was a full-strength City team, more or less. But none of that takes anything away from 5-1. It was comprehensive. It was borderline embarrassing for FC Cincinnati at times. And I have a hard time thinking many teams in the league watch that performance and think they can just play their own game, especially if their game is to be as aggressive and as attacking and as proactive as FC Cincinnati tried to be. Because in the end, and this is not to criticize Pat Noonan too strongly, he's a St. Louis guy and he's proven his mettle just in his first year and a half as a head coach in MLS leading FC Cincinnati. I thought their tactics in the first half were so aggressive as to be naive, if not arrogant. I wonder if there was arrogance, if they said, we're going to come in and show the new kids what's up, the way Seattle did 3-0 the week prior, and it did not work out that way. They were so far forward in possession. They left themselves so exposed at the back, and they got punished repeatedly. So kind of on the same lines, but looking at it from the other direction, how different is City from their first match to where they're at right now? Um, that's a really good question. I haven't thought about it that way. I think they're not that different. The perception of them is quite different. You know, where is the stock of somebody like Kyle Hebert? Well, two and a half months ago, Kyle Hebert, who's been filling in for Yoki Nielsen as the center back next to Tim Parker, because Nielsen is injured and hasn't been able to play for city yet. And uh, probably will be out another month or more. I think at, at the start of the season, Hebert was considered a guy who had a good season in MLS Next Pro. Think of it as AAA or even AA for American soccer, and who spent six years at Missouri State and was undrafted and sort of a non-prospect. And people were thinking, well, that could be a real weak link for City, where they thought they had two veteran, valuable center backs. Now he made his Canadian international debut a couple of weeks ago, and he's a player who looks like he could be worth, you know, certainly 
upper six figures, if not seven figures on the open market. It's incredible that, uh, you know, that's a transformation. So I think the perception of some of these players who were somewhat unproven or who were just looking to rejuvenate their MLS careers in better situations like the Jake Nerwinski's of the world or Indiana Vasilev, who's playing a, a totally new position and, and doing really well for city in the middle of the park, an area that I, I was concerned about and still am because they don't have a lot of depth in the center of midfield behind Leuven and Vasilev, especially with Njabalo Blom out with an injury right now. Um, a lot of those guys have proven themselves. I don't think, though, that City are playing or trying to play any differently than they were day one or they were in preseason. Um, they, and, and that goes for what I was saying before, though, in that I don't think they've proven that weakness yet. I don't think they've proven that they can, that they can play with 55 or 60% possession and break down an opponent that is happy to play for a draw. And this Saturday presents an opportunity to do that. The theme of your show last night, or one of the overriding themes throughout the course of the two hours, is are they legitimate title contenders based off record? They're one of, if not the best team in MLS. Uh, I think based off talent, people still feel like they're a little bit uh, behind some other teams. So I know you discussed it a whole lot last night, but where are you at with that right now? Is this a, is this a city team that can make a really, really deep run come playoff time? I think the correct answer at this point, the most logical answer is not yet title contenders. I wouldn't go as far as to say no, because I don't think that's fair to them. And they've proven pretty much everybody wrong so far. At the same time, there are some legitimate questions. One of them we've just talked about at some length uh, already, which is their ability to beat teams that are playing for a draw and want to just try to stifle the game essentially and stall it out. And then the other ones are, do they have enough depth? especially outside of their top 11, maybe top 13 players. There are a lot of guys with very, very little experience at this level who could be relied upon if there's an injury or two or who would just need to fill in as these games start to come thick and fast, right? They're playing Saturday at altitude on the road. Then they'll be back home playing in the U.S. Open Cup in their first involvement, the third round of the U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday night at home against Union Omaha, and then another game the following Saturday. You're not going to be able to run out the same 11 for three games in seven days. This doesn't work like that. So what does the midfield look like on Tuesday night when you don't have Leuven, you probably don't have Vasilev because those guys are most likely going to get rested uh, for the MLS games at the, at the two weekends bookending that, that week uh, that's coming up for them. So, you know, there are big questions, I think, uh, in the depth, and that depth is only going to be tested more as potentially injuries mount. And on top of that, as summer comes on and it gets hot and humid, not only here in St. Louis, but a lot of places they're playing on the road, I think the league is waiting to see, can this really high-energy, high-pressing style for City work under the wilting heat and humidity of summer, especially if City can't rely on going five, six, seven deep in their, in their reserves and having those guys fill in capably. That's not to say they can't, but to me right now, the, the highest you could put City is third. Uh, in the, in, there's a big tier break for me after the top two spots, which is LAFC and Seattle. Um, I, I would guess that the goal for City right now is to try to finish in the top four in the Western Conference. That would be a huge win. Um, at minimum, they would want to be. It would be a disappointment if they don't finish in the top eight and guarantee themselves at least one home playoff game. I think that's a very realistic goal, um, and give themselves a chance because City Park already has proven to be an excellent advantage for them. I think that's only going to continue. Uh, there's no reason to think that they couldn't make a run in the playoffs. But those top two teams in the West, LAFC and Seattle, are really good. And until we see a little more of City's depth and we see them 
play in possession more convincingly, I don't think you can say that they're at the same level. Last thing for you, and you talked about the the U.S. Open Cup. This is a really interesting thing that's unique to soccer where pretty much all teams, no matter the what league they're playing and participate. When I lived in Colorado Springs, we had a USL pro team there, and, and they participate, and all of a sudden you'll have USL teams matched up against MLS teams, and it's a it's a really interesting thing that goes on, just a an in-season tournament that is not just MLS teams, and they've got their first action on Tuesday. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it's fascinating. It's an adjustment for American fans, just the idea that you're competing in multiple different competitions during the course of the season that are sort of separate from one another, but obviously have to be coordinated because the resources that go into one are necessarily being taken away from another. There are a finite number of minutes on any given player's legs in a particular week, a particular month, a particular season. And so you have to allocate those resources accordingly. Uh, And you can also approach them differently based on where you are. So I think a lot of people thought that City, because of St. Louis's history in the U.S. Open Cup, because a bunch of teams from St. Louis, double-digit teams, have won the U.S. Open Cup in its history, and because it, it includes even amateur teams and semi-pro teams still today, and then professional teams, as you said, from the lower levels, which is uh, the bill that's Fifth Union Omaha. Uh, and then, on the other hand, you expected City to be toward the bottom of the standings. A lot of people did, right? Uh, uh, they were overwhelmingly picked to be 13th or 14th in a 14-team Western Conference. And with that in mind, I think a lot of people thought they'd allocate their resources toward the Open Cup because it's an opportunity to make a deep run and excite the fans and maybe even win a trophy without having to be able to put together a consistently great season. You know, think of it like in Major League Baseball, how hard is it for a team that's not that good to finish in, a, in first play, win the division over 162 games? Pretty hard. What if you imagine a, a one-off tournament like March Madness where you only had to win six games or seven games in order to win a trophy? That's much more realistic just because the law of averages won't work against you to the same degree. That's how Princeton ends up beating Arizona and Missouri, not because they would beat either of them substantial number of times if they played 10 games in a row against them maybe they'd only win one or two but if you only play one game you never know what can happen uh, now city are in a position toward the top of the standings that not a lot of people expected so i think they'll be more hesitant to allocate a lot of resources to the to the open cup my guess is that it will be a, a lineup of a lot of reserves and, and guys who haven't gotten as much playing time on tuesday night so that could be a great chance to see some of the younger players the Selmio Pedros, the Isak Jensen's, Miguel Perez's, maybe even Caden Glover, the 15-year-old from Columbia, Illinois, could, could get a first run out. I don't know. Um, you know, that's when you get to see these guys start to make their initial impact for the first team. And it can be really fun for the fans to, to see some of what these guys have in a competitive environment that's a significant step above playing, say, for City 2. He is Nate Gatter. You're going to hear him on Sunday noon for the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report on Sunday. Is that right? Yep, it'll be noon to two, and we'll be diving into all this Open Cup stuff. I know it's confusing to people who are new to the game uh, or even just new to the domestic game. Uh, We'll be talking all about what you can expect this coming Tuesday night at City Park and the lots of great tickets that are still available um, and encouraging some people if they haven't had the chance yet, especially with how expensive tickets have been on the secondary market, to get in uh, at a substantially lower price Tuesday night. All right, Nate, great stuff. We'll talk again real soon. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.